Fit Kids wears me out. It's loud. Oh my god. This week was like I, I was in here reading with the door closed, and at one point it just sounded like they were screaming for like just to scream. Like just everyone was like, ah! Yep. Speaking of our bodies being on fire, what's the week of workouts? How did, you, how did it go for you? I think that's a good way to put it. I think my whole body's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what have I done this week? Monday, I did um, Beach Fit. Um, that was, uh, I think that was one of the workouts where on paper people thought it was going to be pretty easy. And I was like, it's, it's always the worst. Not, not going to be that easy. But it was um, six two minute intervals. So it was 200 meter run, come back in, 12 goblet reverse lunges. Okay. Rest with whatever time is left. So some people push the weight pretty good. If you did push the weight pretty good, each one of those runs, you know, got a little harder. Yeah. Rest two minutes, and then you flip sides of the room. Same exact format. This one was even worse. Um, 200 meter ski into 9 to 12 ring push-ups. Oh. Yeah, so that... I. Beach Fit gets, I feel like, actually a lot more purposeful interference than okay. FTX, um, where I feel like FTX would do a lot more like complementary movements, like yeah. push-pull, that kind of thing. Not that Beach Fit doesn't do that, but I do, because Beach Fit is more, you know, sculpt the body, you know, yeah. type feel. It's hypertrophy going on. Yeah. Um, I do challenge them in that way, where it's, I mean, if you've ever done the ski, you know that even if you don't want it to tax your uh, lats and triceps... It's going to. Sure. Um, and then going into a push-up, which taxes your triceps. Um, yeah. Same thing. And then the the run to the lunge. Um, yeah, those first 100 meters on the run never felt quite quite right. That was, uh, was that Tuesday in FTX that we did the EMOM with the sled push-up yeah, like, or squat? And run. Our class got flipped because we were too big. And the coach of the class was like, hey, we're going to, we're going to, have you guys stagger your start but we're gonna all still rest on the fifth station hmm. so i had to go run no i'm sorry i had to go sled push run squat ring row rest so, rest so the, squ- the station you don't need rest. yeah the squat was like the <laughs> score and i'm like what dude this is crazy <laughs> so my lower body was it felt it it was good I think even just talking about this at the end of the week is great because, you know, after two years of games training, I admittedly don't do a ton of classes. And now I like, I think about this in the week. I'm like, I have to do numerous class workouts right. so I can talk about this in the podcast. Right. It's like, it keeps me very accountable to get in there and uh, sugar wad it up with everybody. Did you do um, the bench press 10-9? I did. I didn't go crazy though. Like I didn't chase Derek again. Like I did on the three, 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 two, two, two. I didn't go crazy because I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure how the ten, nine, eight, seven, six really would affect me going into the heavier sets. But I kind of I went a little too light on the five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Um, but honestly, even though it looks like I started really light on the ten, nine, eight, seven, six, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um, I really tried to focus that day on. Uh, well, that was yesterday for us. Right now. I try to focus a lot on just getting really good muscular like recruitment and contraction. Like if it did feel like I erred on the side of light, adding like just some personal tempo or right. like a really deep squeeze. So like I didn't, you know, I 
I didn't go crazy heavy up to my single, but I tried to make it harder with lighter weight. Just my elbows and shoulders and my age. <laughs> All beat up. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little sore from that. And like I said, it wasn't even that heavy. It's just volume. Yeah, it was a lot. 55 bench press. <laughs> it's a lot. No yeah. joke, man. Definitely. Uh, upcoming news and events. We're kicking, we're holding a weightlifting meet, man. We are. This is pretty rad. Yeah, so that, um, there's a gym in West Palm, CrossFit El Cid, who typically hosted this event. Um, one of the coaches there, I don't know if he's still there, he opened his own gym, his name's Carl. He's had this event for multiple years now, and he reached out earlier in the year asking if he could host it here, so. I didn't know that Carl was from El Cid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know El Cid and I knew Carl. I just didn't know there was ever a... Yep. I don't know exactly what he did there. I just know he okay. was there. Um, so yeah, they're hosting here. Um, they'll be setting up Friday night, but the event is, I think, kicks off at like 7 in the morning. The one in El Cid that, I mean, I came out and watched Dylan, was it just last year or the year before? I think that was two years ago, yeah. I mean, it was early. I remember you were there like yeah. crazy early. So I, I think it kicks off at 7 with like some really young kids. And then, um, yeah, as it goes through the day and into Sunday, they start getting into older age groups, going through the weight classes, things like that. But, yeah, it'll be really fun. I mean, anyone who works out on Saturday, I would recommend coming to watch after you're done. Um, Peeking in the glass. Yeah, you get to see, like, some young guns going at it and yeah. you might learn some technique things. <laughs> uh, weightlifting me, for those of you guys who have never watched, basically you get three attempts at the snatch and you get three attempts at the clean and jerk. Um, and there's a little bit of strategy involved because you lift in order of weight. Basically, right. they never take weight off the bar. Yeah. So if you if you want to lift heavier, you'll get hypothetically like bigger breaks in between your lifts because if people are hitting numbers in between you, that's how long you rest. So yeah, so there's like some gamesmanship in it. Like yeah. you have to you have to make sure the weight that you start with your opener is a good enough weight that you can hit it and not miss it because like you said you can't go back down so the worst thing you can do is start too heavy Um, and then there's also the aspect of having other people who can jump you and make you wait longer and yeah there's a whole game that goes into it if you're if your snatch for example is going to be 95 100 105 you're going to lift basically three in a row with no one in between you yeah uh so there's very little rest really the strategy into weightlifting in my opinion is be the strongest one so that you can uh, not only win it's a great strategy (laughs) just be stronger than everybody not only win you can just lift back to back to back at the end get yourself a two minute rest between each just flex on everybody yeah it's when those people get in between you that kind of messes you up actually funny story when I lifted at States it was worst case scenario for me I hit my opener which was a decently high opener comparatively to who I was competing against then before I got to go again, there was nine lifts. And for people who don't know, that's potentially, if they make the lift, a minute. If they don't make the lift, could be up to two minutes. Right. So I had like 15 literally 15 minutes. to 20 minutes between my first and second lift. Um, and that happened to me on Snatch and Clean and Jerk. And it, it was unfortunate, but it was like their second lifts were where I needed, I had to go. Yeah. That, like I had already screwed that game up. Um, and you can change your weight during the meet, which is really crazy. Like Yeah, so you can, so what they call it is declaring a weight. So let's say you, you hit 100, we'll just use pounds. It's in kilos, but let's just say it's pounds. You hit 100 pounds and you want to go up to 105 pounds, so you do. 
and then you see, I don't know, you could play a game potentially with someone, like, you're like, oh, it's your turn now, or it's, you know, it's my turn. Yeah, and then right I change your you mind, can, now I'm going to go 120. Exactly. So you can, you can change. Um, there are some rules on that. I'll bear you guys all the information yeah. on that, but yeah, you can change right before you go. And Last random fact of that, uh, for those of you who have never done weightlifting, kilos are, a kilo is 2.2 pounds. Yes. Which is kind of unfortunate because that's not simple math. Um, but everyone has an iPhone, so you can do some math quick. When someone says, like, oh, that guy snatched 100 kilos, and you're like, oh, I can snatch 100. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't snatch 220, so yeah. it's different. So maybe not. Yeah. Um, cool. Weightlifting meet this Saturday. Things start at 7 a.m. Come in. Check it out. Yeah. Um, just in case you happen to hear this information on the podcast, a couple of class changes as well. Um, Friday night FTX at 4.30 will be canceled. There will still be Beach Fit. That Saturday, which is the 21st, um, all classes will be in Beach Fit. We'll be running four classes in Beach Fit instead of three like we typically do on Saturday. Um, they're going to be 45 minutes like they always are with a five-minute gap. So they're basically running 50-minute um, windows there. Um, class times are a little bit weird, but Zen Planner will show that. And then Sunday will be normal, except that it's in the Beach Fit building instead of the FTX. We typically do beach fit over here on Sunday, but everything else is normal. And then Monday we're back, and yeah, back um, to our regularly scheduled program. Back to regular, yeah. Um, one more thing is this is not hosted by us. Right. We are well, technically we are the host, but we're not actually putting the event on. We're just the venue that they're using. Um, so there is an entry fee if you guys come. It's ten dollars for everyone, but Fit Town people it's five. Um, nice. Yeah, come out. It's pretty awesome. Hang out, watch some people live. Member shout outs, dude. I gotta give a shout out to Russell. He's uh, so I when I met Russell, it was in Beach Fit. It was probably it's probably a year and a half, two years ago. It was, it was pretty early, and Russell um, was a little frustrated. He would run, get injured. He was kind of constantly battling some sort of injury. Well, Russell also hates to rest, so we had discussions about that. Long story short, I feel like he's become a far more coachable client. Um, and he's totally changed his his lifestyle. I think like he's down like 50 or 50 plus pounds, which is just, to me that's so awesome and inspirational, but it's not a lot of what he's doing differently in the gym, it's what he's doing outside the gym. And I, just, I think people to hear that is really, really cool and inspirational basically. Jeff Russell. Yeah, killing the game, dude. Barry, thanks for, uh, Inspiring. <laughs> Keep taking your shirt off. Uh, yeah, stay jacked also. Dude is for real jacked though. Yoked. Uh, okay, no dumb questions this week. We're going to, it is the season of running. And I'm getting the question regularly of, should I be running before or after my workout? And there's some questions associated with this too that I want to tackle um, that we can go over. But the very simple answer, I think, to should I run before or after is you should do whatever is more important to you first, always. And that really applies to like, well, should I do a Metcon first or lift first if you're gonna do your own programming? If you wanna get better at running, then you should probably run first and then whatever you have left, you give to the class workout. If you wanna stay really cross fit or functionally fit and you just wanna get better at running, then running second is totally fine. The potential exception to that would be like on a speed day, I would probably make sure you run first. It's gonna 
it's going to require a lot of uh, work and investment for you. But with that said, I think we also see a lot of people struggle with if I'm going to do a run, let's say it's a half marathon or a marathon, where does where does FTX or BeachFit fit into my life? And so we can kind of talk about I think the importance of not doing one thing only. Yeah, I mean, I was going to answer the exact same way you did is whichever one you want to improve on the most, yeah, do that first. Um, and I think when well, what you just brought up is I'm doing a marathon, so I can't do anything but run. Um, well, one, that's really boring and sad. Two, <laughs> it's also terribly long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two, it's just like, just like anything, like too much of one thing is not a good thing. And when it comes to running, of course, you want to build volume, like yeah. mostly leading up to these big races. Like, I mean, most marathon progressions that you do will have you doing like a 20 mile run, like three weeks out or roughly. Yep. Yeah. Before, that's pretty accurate. Before you actually hit the marathon. So the miles that you're putting in for just a normal person, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of miles. Um, we're not talking about you crazy 100 miles. 20 is still a run. That's <laughs> like, you're sacking up for that. Um, but yeah, I think you have to decide, A, am I wanting to actually do this because I want to be very good at it? I think that, are you just doing the run to do the run? I have a yeah. half marathon coming up in November. Gosh, it's coming really fast. Uh, sometime in November. I have, I've been running a little bit, but I haven't been like, oh, I'm going to crush this half. Like, I'm just doing the half marathon to do the half marathon. Yeah. I'm plenty fit enough to get through a half marathon. I know I'm not going to break any records. I don't even care if I go sub three, to be honest. Like, yeah. um, I'm just running to run. So that's one mindset. I don't plan on changing my workouts whatsoever. And I think that's very common. People are like, I want to finish and I don't want to get injured. Yeah. So what am I going to do? Just slowly ramp up a little bit of volume as I get closer and closer and then change really nothing else probably for me. Okay, well, now let's take a step even further. I want to do a marathon. I want to do well at the marathon. Okay, now you have to actually start looking at the week's worth of volume that you're accumulating in all aspects of fitness, not just running volume. Yeah. I think people try to balance both fully, and I think that could be a mistake, and I think people do one, which we're about to talk about, which is just fully subtract one. Correct. So it's like, oh, I'm running a marathon. I can only train for the marathon. Everything else, we're done with that. Well, just the question for me is a little bit of, I don't want to say frustrating, but I think misguided. They're like, should I work out or run first? Well, running is a workout. <laughs> so I, mean, I think getting that mindset is really important. If you just think you're just going for, oh, well, Josh just had me do an easy, slow jog for just you know an hour. That's nothing. That's a lot of caloric burn on your body. Like it won't cash your central nervous system, but that's a lot of work, man. I mean, you're, you're looking at upwards of 500 calories burned off your body. You're going to need to refuel. You need to recover. It's also a like ton of reps. Well, I was going to say, that's what I was going to say. It's like, it's a very cyclical movement doing the same thing over and over. Imagine like everyone would realize this is crazy. If we said, Hey, one hour, very steady, slow reps. I just want you to do air squats. Yeah. You'd be like, whoa, no. Are you kidding me? Walking lunges. Yeah. You're like, are you silly? Like, But we'll run it without even questioning. Exactly. Although it is, yes, different because sure. the, the length of the movement's different. You're still putting that many repetitions. Well, way more, actually. You're putting a ton more repetitions on the body. So you have to look at it, like you said, like a workout. Um, and because you look at it like a workout... You have to start making adjustments on 
potential other workouts, mostly if you are going to start running these crazy volumes. And I'll let you speak on this first because you've done more of them. Like we were saying, cutting out completely doing things like strength yeah. and stuff like that, I, I think could be just a recipe for injury and yeah. honestly just probably you're not be- your best performance. I think the first step of anything is to sit down and really tell, like, decide for yourself what do you really want out of this. So like when I ran my first 100 miler, number one priority was to finish the 100 miler. It was a really difficult one. Second priority in order was maintain as much CrossFit fitness as I could. So when I got done running, I could move back into that field. And first of all, I did single sessions the whole time. I think that would surprise people. I did not do double sessions. And for the vast majority of my 100 mile prep, I lifted three days a week and I ran three days a week. So I just, I just alternated days. It was lift, run, lift, run, lift, run, lift, run. When I got like my last I think it was six or eight weeks out from the 100, I went to a 4-2 pattern and I doubled my run days back to back. So I basically lifted, run, run, lift, run, run, rest. So I was still doing a lot of strength training. And my strength training in the gym was like compound movements like tempo back squats, sumo deadlifts and deadlifts. Um, I was still snatching and clean jerking because I wanted to come back to the sport of CrossFit. So there's also a lot of skill component. I wanted to keep, like I had to do a lot of things like muscle ups, handstand walks, things I can't lose mm-hmm. to come back. But the general person doesn't need to do that stuff. I also want to point out that was for a 100. Yeah, that's not a 26 miler. Right. We're not, we're not talking about a marathon. We're talking about multiple marathons over like yeah. a 24 hour period. So that was my first point out. My second point out is that you just shifted priorities slightly. Yes. So I think that's that would be my recommendation. It's like, hey, if you want to focus on this run, don't change everything. Just make a small shift. Really the goal should be, what's the least change I can make and still get the results I want? That should always be the goal. It's not to yeah. flip your whole life upside down and start over. It's like, okay, I really like what I'm doing. What's the smallest difference I can change and still get the goal in front of me? That That's like maximizing efficiency always. So. But to do that, you have to know your goal. Where are we headed? What's the destination? And then, why do you think what's or why do you think it's important to keep like a like let's just say I'm just gonna say strength training. Why do you think it's important to keep strength training involved with something that's very, very much so aerobic based? (laughs) Uh, So not well, running specifically. um, The the simplest answer, without even going into any kind of depth, is. uh, prevention of injury. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you need to keep muscles strong and capable. Do you need to be back squatting above seventy percent of your max? No. Do you need a deadlift heavy? No. You really don't need to do anything at an extreme level. I, I think people really the, the 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 need for strength and balance, relative strength and balance, is really really undervalued, and we're still learning this today with professional athletes like. Even these pro marathoners are spending at least time doing, this is a whole other discussion, they're doing like a strength biased warm up every day. Mm-hmm. They're getting core strength, hamstring strength, lengthening and strengthening those muscles. And a lot of it is also in conjunction with that, being able to train aerobically, not running because it beats your body up. So you're seeing a lot of pro athletes now, let's say you're, let's say you're a pro marathoner and you're like, I, want, I need to keep my heart rate conditioning in aerobic state, but I can't keep running because my ankles and knees hurt. So we put you on a bike. 
or if you're me, for example, a lot of my aerobic training when I was training for the 100 would be like, would be Cindy style movements with like a bike or a row in it. So it'd be like a 20 minute AMRAP, a bike, pull up, push up, squat. Cause those for me are very low demand movements. Mm -hmm. So focusing on aerobic training, being able to sustain a heart rate um, and not continue the same movement pattern as the run. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, just injury prevention, but like we said, like the repetitiveness of running on tendons is, it's really hard. And That's your a, joints. And your joints. And what's the one thing that strength training is really good at? Yeah. Mostly if performed well and that's the reason we do a lot of tempos in here is to try to control it is strengthening all of that and hopefully keeping you guys <laughs> injury free yeah that's the biggest thing for me always is just stay injury free um wrapping up today we are going to be pushing and making a move into the video space uh obviously because austin and i are so good looking it's important you guys see us and not just listen to us so we're going to be firing up the YouTube and getting uh, podcasts and more launched on you guys. So have you guys jump onto YouTube, find the Fit Town uh, page, give it a subscription, jump on Instagram, give us a follow, leave comments, complaints. None of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear from you. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Peace.